podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Charlie Parsons for Boxing Social in association with HouseOfBoxing.com and Empire Fight Store. Always a pleasure, Gareth A. Davies, an early one on Zoom. Uh, I'm chasing you around. I appreciate you making the time. We have uh, we have got it nine a.m. straight on Zoom. How's things, Cheeky Charlie Parsons? I I've been up a while, but um, yeah, like you say, you, you've you've chased me so hard, you've nagged me so hard. <laughs> um, I, I've you've been in my waking hours, and unfortunately, you were in my nightmares last night. So I thought I'd better contact you when I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, you know what? I've got a week working from home. I want to get the best names. Gareth, definitely one of them. Uh, look, I know you're a little bit pressed for time, so we'll go straight into it. I suppose just firstly, you're wearing the Battle of the Baddest hoodie. Do you want to recap on the event in Riyadh? We're expecting so much more to come to Saudi, which will be my next point. But in terms of a spectacle, uh, they delivered once again. It was incredible. Uh, I've got to say that the the organisation, the... Um, the names, the Legends Day, the drama, the Legends Gala dinner, that was extraordinary. I mean, it was like this. Even they were doing The Legends were even doing it, you know, taking selfies with selfies with selfies. Um, and, and you've seen all the content that's come out afterwards. It was a, it, it was a very warm and enriching evening. It was an extraordinary night, that was. And the set pieces were just massive. Felt like Vegas every time. Uh, maybe even on a growth hormone, um, and uh, and 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 you know the, the undercard delivered. We walked to another arena. There was <laughs> yeah. an opening ceremony. I mean, some people have moaned that it stretched out too long and this, that, and the other. When you were there, it was just mind blowing. And of course, we got the drama in in the main event. I mean, I mean if I can just go through, Bacoli looked great. Parker looked great. Mahmoudov, I keep saying Arslan, but Mahmoudov, he's going to be in some terrific, exciting heavyweight fights. He might get knocked out or he might knock out the very best. He's one of those. Um, Moses Tauma continues to grow. Great scrap, great fight between David Adelaide and Fabio Wardley. Well done, Fabio Wardley. And I've had David Adelaide on my talk sports show since then. Well done for him for coming out and talking about how it feels the week after a big loss like that. Um, have I left anyone out? Jack McGann, Roberto mm. Duran Jr., an MMA guy making his way in boxing. Um, all all under the platform and umbrella of we want to make boxing big in Saudi Arabia. But I think there's just the investment in it. It, it. it was staggering. It was absolutely staggering. And then the main event, which is what you really want me to comment on, um, very off night for Tyson Fury. But I did warn going into the whole event Francis Ngannou was dangerous for 10 minutes and he did it in the eighth minute and he changed the course of the fight. Um, Fury, I think Fury won on points, um, but in the eye test, Ngannou was the winner with the public, wasn't he? With so many people in the public. Um, so in a way, they made Ngannou into a player. It's like, the, you know, it's, it's like the evolving narrative of, of the heavyweight division and who wouldn't want to see Ngannou do a rematch with Fury, put the record straight. Fury against um, Nagano against Joshua, Nagano against Wilder. Come on, Nagano against Mahmoudov. You know, I mean, the, the, you know, and I was in France's residence. I was in the same residence, uh, apartments or hotel complex during the event. And there's something about that guy. And, and, and he took his moment. Um, 
you know, I don't see any... Yes, Tyson was disappointing. He's probably disappointed with himself. Um, but after he was knocked down in that third round, tried to gain ascendancy two or three times, and and he couldn't. Um, but he, he outboxed Naganu, who's obviously a boxing novice, but not a striking novice. So... Um, it was it was a phenomenal event, and we're still talking about it. Look, and what are we? I'm nearly two weeks on. Two weeks on so the resonance of it is extraordinary. The pay per view numbers in America don't add up for me. There's something wrong with that figure, in my view. I cannot believe that as few as seventy five thousand, sixty seven thousand. I, I it just doesn't. It's an anomaly. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Four hundred on TNT. Um, 200 on 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 DAZN, Global. If it, if someone had said, "Oh, it was only 200," I'd have got it. But 75 doesn't doesn't look right. Something's not right there, in my view. Well, Gareth, let me just pick up on the topic of Ngannou quickly while I've got you. Um, we do sort of put it down to an off night to Tyson Fury, but we're hearing Mauricio Suleiman potentially wants to rank him in the top 10 of the WBC. I think regardless of that ranking, there's going to be opportunities and fights there for him now. It's a no-brainer. He's a sell. He's put in a great performance against a lineal heavyweight champion. Do we just put it down to a sort of badish night at the office? And and, and how does now, how does Fury sort of... How is he looked at going into the Usyk fight in February? Well, I think it was... Um... It was a damaging night for Tyson in some ways because of the way that <clears throat> he performed and the way Nagano performed. Nagano may, ne- may never be that good again. Yeah, this yeah. might be his moment. Um, but what he's done, as I said, is make himself a player. Yes, it makes the Usyk fight all the more enticing. I think it makes it more of a 50-50 fight. Um, but they, they've signed for two, remember. I, I, I've got this nagging crystal ball feeling we're going to end up with a split draw in the first fight between Fury. And yeah, yeah, this is the way these things play out. Not that it's, and everyone will say conspiracy theory, it was designed to make the second fight bigger. Um, I've just got this weird feeling that they'll both dance and it'll be very, very tight. And it'll go one way with one judge, it'll go the other way with another judge, and one will have it a draw, and we'll all be debating over who won it. And it'll be a split draw, and we'll go to the second fight. If, if this does happen in February, which they're, you know, they're kind of alluding to, aren't they, at the moment, it's February, uh, a kind of February date, then we move towards um, maybe, maybe a late summer fight, or maybe it opens the Riyadh season next year. Um, so... Um, I just think it makes the fight all that much more enticing. Um, you know, people do have off nights. Um, I, I was with Spencer Oliver the other day and, and I, I was talking to Shaco Stevenson the other night. He's on my Talk Sport show tomorrow night, um, on fight night tomorrow night on Talk Sport. And um, I, I interviewed Shaco during the week. That interview runs out on there. And he was saying there's times when you, you know who you're sparring that day going to the gym and you don't get the adrenaline the sharpener on the way. Um, and Spencer Oliver felt that as well, that there, maybe there was no fear in there for Fury. And that didn't kind of ignite that, that psychosomatic feeling in, in, in his brain and then in his body that this guy's coming to, you know, to take my head off. But I always felt Nagano was coming to take his head off. He's got an extraordinary story. You ask about Nagano. Um, the narrative is extraordinary. I mean, people are even saying now he beat Joshua. Um, he could beat Wilder. I think they're both very tough fights for Nagano. Very tough fights, if I'm honest. I don't think he beats them. I wouldn't pick. I didn't pick him to beat Fury. I thought Fury would win in five or six because Nagano would get exhausted. 
But it was Fury who was recovering after the third round, um, after the knockdown. Um, um, but he's a very tough man. What an extraordinary story. Um, yeah, it's just incredible. It, <clears throat> I think what <clears throat> people were calling... I mean, this is what I really disagreed with in the build-up. Don't call it an exhibition. <clears throat> You've got 20 stone, six foot five, Francis Ngannou. Yeah, who, as you know the story, he walked out of Africa as an early t uh, in his early 20s, literally swam across the ocean and was on a raft or, you know, with, with um, arrested, put in prison for being an illegal immigrant, le lived on the streets of Paris, um, found a gym to live in. He wanted to be a boxer, but it was an MMA gym. So he ends up becoming the UFC heavyweight champion. Come on, that that's someone who's got giant steel inside themselves. Um, and you see some of the footage afterwards. And I, I met his, I met so many, I met his, Manager France, I met his mother, his sister. His young video. Sister. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, so, so I'm dancing yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah. Francis Ngannou a gagné, and all this stuff. It was it was amazing. They were beautiful people. And um, to then dig, delve and dig into the story more of the kind of um, just just the privation, the, the deprivation that he grew up in. Um, it, it, some, some people's lives... We, we, one of the great things about our sport, it crosses creed, colour, race, um, um, religion. And because people, when, when, as human beings, some of the fighters we cover, all of them in some ways, I mean, who just come into my mind is Kane Baker. Yeah. Um, again, he's an inspirational human being, what he's been oh, through. His story. Because, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and Francis has one of those stories that, and he's and he's an unusual guy. He's a shy guy, you know. So it's it's just it's it, it was magical. It was a magical event. It was it really was a magical event to be at. You know, I know it probably um, looks back Battle of the Baddest, Battle of the Baddest, October twenty eighth and October twenty seventh, the gala dinner on October twenty eighth, never to be forgotten. What an incredible week! Well, we see the Riyadh. Is that enough? <laughs> no, well, one more, one more, one more. We see the Riyadh. Is that enough on that? Oh, mean. absolutely, absolutely. We see the Riyadh patron, uh, Riyadh season patch on your arm. Frank Warren's comments, December twenty third plan. It will be massive. Everything's going in the right direction for a historical night of boxing. It's going to feature boxers from all over the world. You'll be surprised at the names. Now we have had some that we've sort of, sort of been thrown in that we're expecting, but as of right now, it could be anyone and everyone heavyweight wise in the top sort of 25, 20 we're expecting. Um, only really just over five weeks until fight week itself, uh, sort of six weeks until fight night. Uh, it's got to play out very quickly. We know they move with intent. We know they move with a lot of cash. What are you expecting to hear come out of this, Gareth? Enormity. It's going to be a massive, massive card. You got. You can't just give me that. You got to give me more than that, Gareth. I do not reveal my sources, and I do not <laughs> reveal. I cannot reveal when I cannot reveal it. Wow. Is that why you've been pursuing me? Because oh no no, I mean, I've, hey, there's there's loads going on. I'm just thinking December twenty third. Hey, you ain't. Got it's going to be enormous. It, it's going to be enormous. Lots of heavyweights. I don't know. Okay. Any, I, any, I, all any I'm told is for us. Enormous. Okay. No, all all, all I'm told is stand tight. 
it's it's big. It's big. And 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 I think all the events there are going to be big. I mean, I think there's an appetite. I mean, I wrote a piece of the Telegraph last week about the Saudi Arabian takeover of heavyweight boxing. Look, for all look, there's there's lots of camps. You know, I'm a Fury fanboy. Da 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 da. I wouldn't be saying the same about Joshua. What what? But from my from my experience, um, over the years. Now, Don King did it in the late eighties with 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 HBO, um, and and got um, a heavyweight tournament going. Mike Tyson ended up as heavyweight champion in the world, didn't he? You know, um, this is one of those times where there were these these guys are, are coming to the apex, the zenith of their careers yeah. in lots of ways, and that the last two years of their careers, they're being paid for thirty years of hard work. Um, you know, or, or maybe 20 years, you know, it, it's a pinnacle. The money is there. Saudi Arabia is investing not just in boxing, but in so many sports, in football. I mean, yeah, I mean, again, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, like, like the other night, you know, you're bumping into, you know, you didn't even recognize Eminem. You can walk straight <laughs> past Eminem, you know, no, because when I was young, and you casually do, because there's so many places. Yeah, no, it was, it was. You know, it was, but the, the 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 there is a vibrancy and um and 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 an investment in the very biggest events. So that that's what I, I I don't know who's on the card. All I'm saying is I've been told expect enormity. You know, so. You know, I, I think I think we're in for a, a, a thrilling um, Christmas present, frankly, um, a thrilling, festive, um, jolly of. I mean, it's not Fury music, right? I can guarantee you that. We know that that's going to go to February. I think it would have been amazing if it had been. But I, I, my, my opinion is, and and it, and I spoke to Yusik on the Sunday night. I was with Yusik on the Sunday. I was with Nagano as well on the Sunday night, um, and. Um, the, he he was sad about Fury's performance, but when it plays out in the end, um, we'll get. It's, there's always an elongation of these things because a heavyweight fight or a fighter in any division really, once they're damaged or injured in a fight, they're not going to go into a fight seven or eight weeks later. I thought I thought it was. I always thought unless Fury dealt with Naganu very quickly, kind of schooled him. In a couple of rounds, and and gassed him and stopped him on his feet, but or not. Would always be too much. It would. It, I, I I think so. That was my instinct. Um. So, but I, but I don't. I mean, hopefully, we won't be disappointed. I'm sure they're going to announce this in the next week or so. Anyway, they have so. to, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Look, just quickly, I spoke to Eddie Hearn yesterday. He said, "Look, they they are ready." Uh, for a deal to be signed this weekend for Chris Eubank Jr. versus Conor Ben. Uh, we're still not exactly sure on the date, either the 1st uh, February, uh, Saturday in February, or the, uh, the the last Saturday in January. It's almost like one of these sort of situations which we're always going to have in boxing, and certainly the field that we work in. It's almost, you know, you ask someone about a fight for a year and a half, does it finally materialise? It looks, in this case, this one does. Stadium, does it sell out? What sort of numbers are we talking? Is it bigger than last time round? What, what's your thoughts on it, Gareth? It's bigger because of the noise and the controversy. Um, it's still a big fight because it's Ben Eubank or Eubank Ben. 
Um, I think it's a big, tall order for Conor Ben now after all that time out and, you know, a, a run out, obviously, but and all that he's been through um, emotionally, physically, mentally as well. Um, um, you know, it does feel like, uh, I mean, you know, I would include myself in this. I've been very critical, not of him, but of the scenario and the way it's played out. I'm not critical of the person. I'm critical of the process. I think they've gone about it in an unusual way. I, I wish him all the best. I know, as you know, he's, he's, I mean, I'm, I'm persona non grata with him at the moment. I look forward to, I have actually spoken to him recently, which was not, which was lovely. Um, I, you know, I, I think, I think he's got his work cut out fighting Eubank at middleweight. Um, I'm glad they're not doing the weight cutting. Um, I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. Um, stadium. I think it's, I think you'll get 30,000 there. Yeah. I think there's, I, I mean, what do you feel? So just picking this back up, um, obviously I think the Sauerland brothers, Team Wasserman as a whole, Matchroom Boxing, Eddie Hearn, they want to go to a stadium, right? Whether it be outdoors in February, I know Cardiff has the roof. Um, that's the the one the one sort of talking point with me that surprised me. They're absolutely convinced it sells out. I suppose we'll just have to see how it plays out. That's why I said to you, is it big? Is it bigger this time round? And if it is, then maybe the public do. I I, I really don't know ticket wise on that one, Gareth. Well, I think I think it's thirty, maybe forty thousand. But the um, but you've got to remember that 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 um, Crystal hasn't won a big world title yet, and 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 Connor hasn't fought at world level. This is about um, this is about historic family feud, if you want, um, if you like, um, and uh, and if this is going out today, it is. Tonight, of course, Harlem Eubank um, fights Timo Schwarzkopf uh, in Brighton. First time in Brighton since the 90s. And I hear he wants to push up to welterweight from light welter and pursue uh, Conor Ben. So let's see. I mean, you know, look, it's, 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 a, it's, an, it's an interesting prospect. It was a fight we were all invested in 13 months ago, 15 months ago. An awful lot of different coloured water has passed under the bridge in that time, um, given the ins and outs of the two failed clomiphene tests and jurisdiction and due diligence and strict liability and all those things that a lot of um, um, uh, um, things have, have just kind of muddied the waters a lot. So um, I still don't think we're there fully with the, you know, with the answering of the case, but you know, it's it's. Let, let's see what happens. But I I don't know if it's a if it's a, this isn't Anthony Joshua. It's not Tyson Fury. But but you know the the linkage of those two names, the union, the the unison of those two names, certainly makes fire. All right, Gareth. Well, finally, of me, finally from me, just a little preview of the end of the year. We've got this December twenty third shenanigans to play out in Riyadh, which we're expecting. Flying back, landing Christmas Day, Christmas Eve. Who has a clue on that one? Uh, we know that sort of when you look over in the states, Sonny Edwards fights Bam Rodriguez, Haney Progre going on out stateside as well. We've got uh, Taylor Cameron too. The rematch even this week, like you say, uh, Eubank. 
Um, it's an exciting time to be a boxing fan. Next week, I know there's a sort of... I don't really know what's happened with pullouts and stuff, but Frank Warren has this show at the AO. We don't know whether it will be seven, six, but we know that they tried to keep as many on as possible. Uh, seems like a sort of good end of the year, maybe a little bit of downtime this week, and then uh, then back to big things. Oh, no, I think it's been a really good year. Um, you know, I mean... Look at look at what we're getting. Um, we've got the heavyweights back on track. Let's see what happens with that December twenty third card. First of all, as well, yeah. Um, you're really trying to get stuff out of me. I don't. I cannot <laughs> say anything because I don't. You know me. I do not say things if I don't know accurately what they are. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously, do talk to a lot of people in the background, but. It's been a good. It's been a good year. With um, there's always you can always pick boxing apart. Um, you can always find holes in the system. You can always critique the way things happen. There'll be people, you know, not happy that Boots Ennis has been installed as um, you know a welterweight world champion without having a fight to prove it. Because um, Terence Crawford's just been stripped without going deeply into that. Those kind of algorithms don't work for me. Like make the title vacant. Put the, the number two and the number three in yeah. the fight. Make the fight happen. Boom, boom, boom. And then bring Crawford back to fight them if you have to. End of. Yeah, that, that, there's, there's, there's an illogic, illogicality to boxing. Just as there is when we wait in the heavyweight division for the big fights. And I've always said this to you. You know my three words. Timing, money, ego. You know? When people are at the very pinnacle, there's, there's, there's an element of all those things coming together <clears throat> in order to make it happen. It's always been thus. And on that note. Gareth A. Davies, as always, thank you for speaking to us at Boxing Social. Sports Social Podcast Network.